Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye or blackened redfish, and a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie for dessert, Amy. I would get the redfish. You'd go Really? You'd go with the redfish? Yeah. Well, neither one of us are going to be at this dinner. You know why? Because we did not ever win the Masters. That's correct. Well well done, by the way. I sent you that earlier in the week. And yes. you, you remembered. I am impressed. Of course. Yes. The reason I would do the blackened redfish is I do I do like a good blackened fish. And I am a little picky when it comes to my like steaks. I don't like things that are I like them very, very lean. Okay. I don't like well, a, a Texas ribeye steak, steak doesn't sound very lean. We'll just throw that out there. Right. Right. So. I don't like a lot of. Well, also, yes, it's my, you know, the black and redfish might be a good call because mm-hmm. everything else is so heavy. I mean, you got cheeseburger right. sliders, you got firecracker shrimp with a sweet Thai chili and sriracha mayo, by the way, which yeah. sounds amazing. The tortilla soup, I mean, like, let's go anytime. But then it, the, the redfish would also come with uh, family style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn, fried Brussels sprouts. And seasoned fries. So if I'm going to make room for the warm chocolate chip skillet cookie at the end, I'm going to have to do something different somewhere along the way. I can't go ribeye and all that other stuff. Right, right. So, yeah, you got to you gotta switch it up a little bit. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, so what, what we're talking about, the Masters dinner for the champion, the champion's dinner, Scotty Scheffler announced this week that would be his menu. The Masters, Amy, a tradition unlike any other next month. It's always a super fun time because March Madness starts and then like when March Madness is over, then it's time for the Masters. It's like one of my favorite Sunday afternoons all year. Yep. Because it's nice and springy outside and you come in and you can hear the birds singing in Augusta and you see the azaleas and it's just great. It's just fun all the way around. Yeah. And and you know what else starts this time of year? What? Tonight. The Eras Tour, Amy. I did not know that. But For those of you watching at home, you can see that in my background. But you're talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. So all the, po- the podcast listeners who are watching at home, they can see this. So yeah. anyway, all right. Well, hey, enough about all that. But that dinner sounds delightful. What would what would be your main entree? All right. We, we can't do the whole dinner because we didn't get time for that. But what would be your main entree? If I had won the Masters? Yeah. Mine would be crab, like crab Something legs crab. Something crab. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I've eaten crab with you before. We've had crab legs. You, me, Mar- Keith, yeah. Lizette. We had a good time yep. up there in Baltimore. In, yep, Maryland crab. Yep. yep. All right. So Amy goes with crab. I'm gonna I'm gonna go seafood too. I'm gonna go with I, I'm gonna stick with the black and redfish here, but we're gonna okay. cover it in etouffee, and we're gonna there go with go. crawfish etouffee over the black and get redfish. Get the Cajun. And, get the the Cajun thing going. And everybody's gonna love us and see us in New Orleans. You can have that. That's the cool thing. You know. You know how many people are coming to New Orleans, Amy? Um, at least 4,000. At least probably 4,000 because we just crossed the 4,000 pre-registered messenger threshold right. yesterday. So That's right. Woo. You did. Craziness. All right. Well, hey, now let's get into the show. Enough of the, uh, the the pre-talk here, but now I'm hungry. It's almost lunchtime here. Now I want to go find some black and red fish. I don't have black and red fish in the kitchen, though. So I'm going to have to deal with the peanut butter sandwich, I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, 
Onto the show, if you're looking to stay informed and engaged in the latest missions, discipleship, leadership, and political happenings within and around the SBC, look no further than the brand new Baptist Press newsletters, BP Missions, Discipleship, Leadership, and Politics. These weekly newsletters offer insightful and thought-provoking content that will deepen your understanding and strengthen your faith. Don't miss out on these valuable resources. You can visit baptistpress.com slash subscribe right now to sign up. That is baptistpress.com slash subscribe to sign up for the new Baptist Press newsletters. Amy, we start in North Carolina. Crazy story. This is quite a top story. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever had a burning car as our top story. Man rescued from a burning car after crashing into the sanctuary of a church. Webb's Chapel Baptist Church. It's in Edgecombe County. The driver, he lost consciousness. So that's scary. Um, you know, had kind of a medical event and ran through a stop sign at a T intersection that's in front of the property and slammed through the wall of a prayer room that was next to the church's foyer. Now, this was on a Wednesday around 4 p.m. No one was at the church at the time of the incident. But then the car caught fire inside the building with the driver trapped inside. And so somebody was passing by and came in. And then the the pastor and other members who live near the church, like the, I mean, obviously this is the kind of thing that word spreads really quickly. Someone's crashed into the church and it's on fire and, you know, everything. So they came over and they got the driver out, but it was difficult because the, the it's car on was fire. lodged. <laughs> Right, right. The car was lodged. There was smoke in the room, you know, all these things. So firefighters had to come and they were able to get the driver to safety. He was treated at the scene, went to the hospital, is expected to make a full recovery. But my goodness, that's scary. Yes. So we got pictures at Baptist Press. So a good friend of the pod, Chad Austin, wrote this up for the uh, North Carolina paper there, the, the biblical recorder, and sent this over. And we got pictures. I mean, it, it's crazy what Pretty happened. Wild. I mean, just went through the prayer room. I, I, it's it's crazy that like he missed the front steps and the door. Like, think about that. That could have like launched him in the air into the middle of the sanctuary and stuff, and the entire building burned down. This this is wild, wild. Yeah, I tell you. Pretty and nuts. they're they're having to meet in the life center um, because the car damaged the sanctuary. There's extensive fire and smoke damage to the sanctuary. So uh, be in prayer for our friends up at Webb's Chapel Baptist Church in Macclesfield, North Carolina, as uh, they're you know probably sorting through. Oh, you, you know, you go to the insurance company and say, "Hey, uh, are we covered for a car that crashes into the building?" Right. So probably so. Our friends at Brotherhood Mutual can help you out with that, probably. But uh, yeah, not paid ad there, by the way. But if they want to, hit me up. So, yeah, I'm glad everybody was okay. Uh, kind of neat that some of the church members were actually the ones called to the scene. Uh, North Carolina Highway Patrolman, uh, one of the church members was helping pull him out. So, wow, what an event there in at Webb's Chapel Baptist Church. So, uh, glad everybody's okay there. But, man, that's a, that's a wild one there. All right, down to Montgomery, Amy. The Serve Tour is underway for 2023. They had a great event down in Montgomery, Alabama. 79 churches from across the United States, gathered in Montgomery to participate in the first Serve Tour stop of 2023. More than 800 people involved in this event. That's pretty cool. So this was, um, it it was in partnership, the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions, the River Region Associations, and local Montgomery churches. And so they did all kinds of things. They did things to help uh, or 
to to serve nurses, first responders, to make schools, you know, uh, repair more, you know, more beautiful, host neighborhood block parties and assist local families with home projects and things. So it's a great story in Baptist Press. It gives some examples of people that were helped and just a just a really, really cool story, some good things that Send Relief is doing. And so it was the first stop. They're going to have more stops in cities around the world, Chicago, Bangkok, Philadelphia. And you can actually visit Send Relief's website to see if you if your church can serve yeah. in one. Yeah, including New Orleans right before the annual meeting. So that's part of Crossover. So part of Crossover, you can do that. yeah. Yeah. So really, really cool. So uh, great event there in Montgomery. Congratulations to our friends down at the Alabama Baptist State Convention and a really, really strong event there to kick off the Serve Tour for 2023. Amy, speaking of celebrating, Oklahoma Baptist, they have just crossed the $1 billion cumulative cooperative program giving mark. That's really exciting. Yeah. So they met on March 7th, their board of directors did. And in that moment, Todd Fisher, the executive director treasurer, let them know that they uh, they had hit this big milestone. Um, they actually surpassed it in February. That is CP giving only. That doesn't include Lottie Moon and Annie Armstrong. So that means like way more even yeah. than a billion yeah. to, go, uh, to go to mission efforts. But, you know, this is we're coming up on 100 years since the cooperative program was launched. And look at that, like a billion dollars from you gotta, one You got to say it with your, your pinky at your mouth, Amy, a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, we, we also, you know, just no, a couple of years ago. You can't do that. Okay. I'm not. A couple of years ago, we crossed the $20 billion mark with cooperative program total giving from around the, the country. So each state, you know, a lot of the states have kind of already hit that. And Oklahoma just did that as well. So. Really, really cool. Congrats to our friends up in the Sooner State. And uh, staying in the Midwest, Amy, well, and headed to the Northwest, friend of the pod, John Mark Yates, has been named the 11th president of Corbin University. Yeah, I saw that this week. This is kind of a big deal. So Corbin University is in Oregon. It's in uh, Salem. And John Mark Yates, obviously no stranger. Capital Oregon, by the way. Yes. No stranger to Southern Baptist life. Good friend of the pod. He has been at Midwestern for a long time, um, has done a lot of things. He was vice president of student services, dean of students and student success, professor of church history, like so many, um, so many different roles. And so he's going to be headed there. He'll be a university president. Yes. How cool is that? So President John Mark Yates went to change his title now on his messenger card for the annual meeting. I wonder if he'll come to the annual meeting. So uh, I hope to see him there because I'd like to congratulate him in person. But uh, congrats to John Mark on that. Uh, really exciting for him and I know his family as they head up to Corbin University. Amy, some sad news to end on this week, though. Herbert Brisbane, a evangelism leader from Texas, uh, died at age 68. He was one of the earliest African-American Southern Baptist uh, workers in church planting and evangelism. Um, he had really he had started out doing um his work at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board in the early 90s and then uh moving on to what's now NAM and uh really i mean uh, the historian for NAF Robert Wilson who's no stranger to many southern baptists said that he was really a trailblazer that he was the first 
uh, Black Southern Baptists to have a directorship in evangelism for any state convention. Wow. So uh, really, really incredible. And also was the second to hold the position of director of Black Church Evangelism on the national level following um, J.D. Ellis. So great contributor there and uh, just just an incredible part of our history. And so um, really uh, sad for his family, as I know that's a big loss, um, but also to the many, many people who were impacted by his ministry. Yeah, he was extremely involved in the convention. I mean, he's got an MDiv from Southwestern, served as an mm-hmm. IMB trustee, served the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, served at the Home Mission Board, now NAM uh, as well, our associate BSU director at Sam Houston State University down in Huntsville, Texas. So, I mean, wow. Antioch Baptist in Fairfax Station, Virginia. That's uh, Marshall Osbury's church. Uh, was he's a he's in Ohio now. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. He had moved on, but yeah. but yeah. So I mean, really, really connected and a great service to Southern Baptist and uh, be in prayer for his family as they, they mourn the loss of a trailblazing evangelism leader in the Southern Baptist Convention, Herbert Brisbane. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go back to 1949 when they were getting ready uh, for an annual meeting. Of course, this is back when they were a little bit earlier, came in May, but they were headed to Oklahoma City. And this is a story that'll make, it's it's got to be making you break out in hives. I am absolutely sweating reading this story. Right. Scares me to death. The headline is, take your tent and pitch camp. Oklahoma City is going to be crowded. Um, They said housing accommodations at the 1949 session of the Southern Baptist Convention are likely to be comparable more to a camping trip than a luxury vacation. Or to say it another way, the 10,000 messengers expected at the session will necessarily be more interested in carrying on the Lord's business than in a than in relaxing in a choice hotel suite. So. uh, Here's the situation. It's a huge shortage of hotel rooms. Um, said that they need we needed 6,200 rooms because of all the reservation requests. And remember, these used to come in in the mail in little cards. Yes. They would come in to the executive committee. Mm-hmm. And they would come in and the housing, there was a housing committee that would actually do a lot of the work. Oklahoma City only had about 1,000 rooms. Yikes! Yeah. That's scary. Not the 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 way it's phrased in this story is Oklahoma City is not overly blessed with hotels. So it said they were uh, working really hard. It said the accommodations are likely they were trying to find accommodations for everyone, likely to be more of the Wild West camp meeting style than of the luxurious class. Um, but but did say everybody had an even chance. So they were uh, they were not. You know, nobody was given, you know, special preference, anything like that. But they would, uh, the the only preference was to the people who were actually involved in the operation. Like the people who needed to be there, you know, to put the meeting on. But other than that, it was all kind of even playing field. 
And they just, they would just come in chronological order and just do whatever they could. And this is such a, I mean, I, I, I'd love to go back and dive in and see if we can find any more about what it was like in 49. It had to be, you know, we've talked about this past meetings that had folks sleeping in train cars that had people in like bunk yeah, that was and churches. Yeah. Yeah. Staying in homes. I remember, so we were up in New England a few summers ago for for a, a vacation, and there's a place we went over to Martha's Vineyard for the day on the ferry, and there's an area there that used to be a Methodist camp meeting area, and they had like a big, kind of a big amphitheater in the middle, and then all these little like little cabins all around it, very basic. And now it, they like people rent them out for vacations or, or whatever, but you could see them all circled and they were, they're tiny. They look like little gingerbread houses, but it was, it, but it came from where people would pitch their tents all around. And then they started building these little structures. And so when they say camp meeting style, I mean, this is like, everybody's coming in. We've got some business to do. If we can't find a place to sleep, we'll just make our spot over here. So it makes me want to go digging back in back in there. Well, I'm, um, I'm looking and there's a huge gap in the Baptist Press archives from May the 8th through May the 31st. And the event was taken the event took place May 18 to 22. So yeah. there's like little bits and pieces afterwards, but they said that they were expecting 12,000 mm-hmm. at the event. And remember I think this is the event, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the event where they went to the microphone and said, hey, we're not going where we thought we were going in 51. We're going to San Francisco. Yeah, that's where. Yep. I wonder if the hotels had anything to do with that. (laughs) I don't know. San Francisco has hotels, everybody. We're going to San Francisco. A lot better. We want to get out of here. That was the story that we talked about is like they were having to go out there to like travel to make arrangements for hotels. That's right. Because they didn't have enough in Oklahoma City. Right. So crazy. Anyway, I would, I would, I would be just like, Curled up in a corner somewhere. Not in New Orleans. At that. <laughs> I would flee town. Hey, Jay yes. Atkins, how big's so, your kinda, uh, basement, buddy? Oh, wait. It's there New Orleans. There's no basement. That's right. You have to stay in the the loft yeah. in his house. Chad like Gilbert, that. how many right. pews you got over there? Every family gets one pew. That's right. So pretty crazy stuff. And so if you, have, if, if you thought that on the day that registration opened that you had a tough time, um, getting in. Well, you had an even you would have had an even tougher time in 1949, where they were talking about this this week in SBC history. Can you imagine just like mailing in a card and hoping and thinking maybe I'll get a room? Like I can't, I cannot, Amy, cannot. Yep, cannot. Yep. Oh, we man. we should re- we should remind everybody of that on yes. the night before. Yeah, all you people complaining about what up. hotel you got. At least it's better than At least than it's this. not Oklahoma City. Oklahoma That's City, right. by the way, fantastic town. Many of hotels now. So I would love to see right, the right. annual meeting go to Oklahoma City at some point in the future. I just don't know if it's going to happen because they don't have an arena big enough for us to be able to use and guarantee our use because the convention center is not big enough. We could use the arena in the convention center, but we can't get the arena because they have a basketball team and they can't guarantee the availability of the arena. Ta-da. So yeah, there we go. It's it's a catch-22. So we've yes. got an arena big enough, but we can't guarantee that you can use it. And we, we can't take that risk, you know. Who knows? Yeah. The, the thunder may get better again. All right. Yep. Okay, All that right. brings us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? All right. Mine is actually to encourage everybody to, to check something out on March Madness this weekend. 
So if you're listening to this after Saturday, I don't know. But Furman University. Yes. Big upset yesterday. Yes. Um, busted my bracket, which yes. would have been which would have been busted a little bit later when Princeton beat Arizona anyway, but busted my bracket. So I saw something. Furman's band was is traveling. They're in Ireland right now. Mm-hmm. So they they can't be there. And North Greenville put on the Furman garb and went and is playing for Furman in the NCAA tournament. The band, not the basketball team, just to be clear. Right, right. Not not the basketball team, the band, which I think is pretty cool. So yeah. March Madness is my resource because it's the it's one of the best weekends of the year. Okay. And uh, people should enjoy, check it out, especially if you're a sports fan. Um, but jump in there and pull for, I mean, every now and then you got, we, we do have, there are some evangelical schools. There's some Christian schools that are in there. I did see that um, Oral Roberts University got, you know, crushed yesterday as they should have by Duke. But um, as they as, should as, have by Duke. All right. Explain that one. Well, I didn't mean like I want them to be crushed. I mean, like, it's Duke. It's going to happen. Like as it, as you should expect, right. as we should expect. I'll say it that way. Yes. Um, but I would have expected, I expected Arizona and Virginia to win too. Yeah. I but, especially expected Arizona to win. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's kind of a lame resource because I'm not really trying that hard, but it's what I'm doing in my house all weekend huh? is March Madness. All right. Well, there you go. March Madness from Amy. My resource of the week kind of also. Related to sports, I guess a little bit. The Dude Perfect uh, gang, you know those guys uh, from their YouTube videos, the uh, all the trick shots and all the fun stuff that they do. Tyler Tony and his wife, Bethany, have a new video out with I Am Second about their marriage and how it has survived really the, the rise to fame uh, and Ty's conversion story kind of in the midst of that. Uh, just a really, really fascinating video, fascinating story, fantastic story. And uh, you, you don't have to know a lot about Dude Perfect, but I think if you do know about Dude Perfect, it makes this much more powerful and much more encouraging for you. Uh, so check it out. It's uh, the I Am Second video featuring Bethany and Tyler Tony. You know, my kids watch them all the time. Uh, does Drew, did he used to watch those or no? He did. He did? He did. Okay. He's probably past yeah. that age, but but my kids still love it. So, uh, but it, it's, it's fun for the whole family, really. There's no real age there uh, that you have to be right. able to watch Dude Perfect. It's just fun because they do some crazy stuff that I would be like, how? How do you do this, guys? So right. it's uh, it's neat. So they, they've, they're doing a great job in, uh, you know, sharing the gospel in the midst of all that, too. So really, really cool. All yes. right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Amy, reminder that this weekend is Church Planting Sunday across the SBC on the SBC calendar. So pray for your church planners and encourage them and in, in the work that they do. And Amy, pound it. Noggin. See you next week. See you next week.